The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the show live on the website at radiolex.us. Ember Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is February the 2nd, 2023, Groundhog's Day, the day where we find out if we are supposed to be getting six more weeks of bad weather or six more weeks of good weather. And what's the verdict, Amber? Did the groundhog see its shadow? I'm pretty sure it did. So what's that process like? Does it wake up in the morning and if it sees its shadow? And who designates the groundhog to be the groundhog on Groundhog Day? Now, look, I'm not the Groundhog Day fact keeper, but I think what I remember of it is it, you know what, they go wake it up about 630, and if it steps outside sees its shadow, then it gets, I don't know, I guess it's more bad weather, and if it don't, then he goes back inside and rests, because good weather's on the way. Has there ever been a Groundhog's Day year yeah. where it's not seen its shadow? Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we've had good weathers and bad winters. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, so it saw its shadow, uh-huh. so folks, we are going to be getting six more days of bad weather. It's also six more weeks. Yeah, excuse I was going to say, I wish it was it's six more It's also days. February the 2nd, which means it is my dad's 21st wedding anniversary. Aw, happy, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to my dad and his wife. 21 years. That's a long time. Well, you know, today my niece is 12, so we both have huge days. A big, a big day. Yeah. <laughs> a big day, yes. yes. February the 2nd. Well, Amber, it's also a big week for sports lover, sports lovers. Super Bowl 57 has been set, ladies and gentlemen. The matchup for Super Bowl 57 is finally here. It is the Philadelphia Eagles facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, the Cincinnati Bengals did not make it. We <laughs> talked a little bit about that last week, but the matchup is set, and and it's it's something that all of this has come down to those two teams. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people saw this coming a mile away. Me, on the other hand, I didn't think it was going to happen. You I didn't. Had hopes. I, I didn't think though that the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl. I really didn't. But it will take place in Glendale, Arizona. And the reason it's always in a warm climate, Amber, is because they're not going to take risks on getting rained out uh, at the Super Bowl or snowed out. I was going to say, nobody wants to play in the cold. It was announced back in September that Rihanna will Mm -hmm. be the halftime Super Bowl performer. Chris Stapleton will also perform the national anthem at the uh, Super Bowl this year. 
Super Bowl 57. Now, a lot of people wouldn't know that it's 57 unless you look it up because of that stupid Roman numeral rule that they have. <laughs> do you, do you, I have no clue how to read them. Never, never have known. Okay, so why is it, if it's so difficult mm-hmm. for people to understand what the number is, why is it that the Super Bowl uses Roman numerals instead of just putting a simple number? I, my question is, this isn't Rome. Can we just use English Numbers. Right. It's like yeah. I don't understand people that wear watches that aren't digital. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> make it simple on yourself. That's just old school people. It says here that the it says here that Super Bowl five, which was Super Bowl V, mm-hmm. if you're looking at Roman numerals, <laughs> was the first to use Roman numerals. They were retroactively added to the Super Bowl two and three and four logos uh, ever since because they said that it just looked better and yeah. it stood out better. Well, nobody can read it, so I don't know how that that thought process went for them. I, I don't understand that either. But yeah. yes, the Roman numerals is what we have in the Super Bowl, which is really weird. Amber, do you want to take a wild stab in the dark of which which NFL team has the most Super Bowl wins in NFL history? I have no clue. Well, the New England Patriots have six. I should have known that. The Pittsburgh Steelers have six. San Francisco 49ers have five. The Dallas Cowboys have five. Green Bay Packers, four. And New York Giants, four. Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than any (laughs) franchise in the entire league. (laughs) Poor Tom Brady. What teams have never played in a Super Bowl, you might ask? There have been a few teams that have tried every year to make it into the Super Bowl, but they have never made it. And that would be the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, the Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Talk about true fans. Yeah, Fans that are fans of those teams are truly fans. Your team has never made it. The average cost of a Super Bowl ticket. Mm-hmm. The are you ready for this? Oh, this is going to make me sick. This is the average cost of a Super Bowl ticket, and they got this number based off the last five year Super Bowl mm-hmm. ticket prices. The average cost of a Super Bowl single Ooh. ticket is six thousand two hundred and fourteen dollars for a four hour game. Huh. What are you going to do once the game is over? Well, they got a little concert in the middle, so... Right. I mean, a little entertainment. It says here that the player with the most Super Bowl wins is obviously Tom Brady, yeah. who who is the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, the city that has hosted the most Super Bowls is Miami. Okay. They hosted the Super Bowl 11 times, with Hard Rock Stadium hosting six. The runner-up is New Orleans with 10. Aye. 30-second Super Bowl ad commercials in 2022 cost $6.5 million. Now, I don't know. That's for 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't know what the price is this year. Yeah. But it always goes up. Oh, it has to go up. Every year. Last year, it was $6.5 million for 30 seconds. Man. But imagine the exposure. I mean, that is true. The eyes. You show one Super Bowl ad, and in 30 seconds... Every eyeball, every set of eyeballs in America sees that ad. Well, I wonder what they charge us for just like a flash. Like they just flash your name on there. I'll have to that I, I would be curious to see what kind of power a Super Bowl commercial has behind it. Yeah. I, I'll never know what that's like because it costs <laughs> six point. I would not. Even if I had it, I don't yeah. think I could pay $6.5 million for 30 seconds. Well, we'll see if they'll cut us a deal. I've got to get something out of that yeah. if I'm paying that much money. Yeah. Something, something's got to be in it for me for those 30 seconds. Exactly. And a Super Bowl commercial, who can do that? That's why it's these big corporations that Mm -hmm. do it. Doritos, Budweiser, people like that. 
Amber, a few Super Bowl facts here for you. The Lombardi Trophy, which is the name of the trophy handed to the winner at the end of the game, it weighs seven pounds and cost $50,000. Oh, my word. Which wouldn't cost much to make with a few ticket sales. Absolutely not. Each franchise pays for 150 Super Bowl rings with help from the league. That cost an average of $5 million. Oh, my gosh. It's the second most watched sporting event in the world. More than 100 million people worldwide watch the Super Bowl every year. In fact, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 2010 yeah. unseated MASH's series finale as the most watched show in television history with over 106.5 million watchers. Ooh. The NFL has a policy against holding Super Bowl games in stadiums that have a climate of less than 50 degrees Fahrenheit unless it is an enclosed stadium. Okay. Which makes sense. Exactly. Nobody wants to get rained out, snowed out, on the biggest day, sporting day of the year. Exactly. Super Bowl 49, XLIX in Roman numerals. Oh, jeez. Well, the, Se- the Seattle Seahawks versus the New England Patriots was the most watched sporting event in U.S. history. The that was Super Bowl 49. Mm-hmm. Most watched in U.S. history. It had 114,442,000 people tuning in for that game. Wow. It is America's event. It is the event that everybody tunes in to see. Yeah. Are you going to be watching it this year? Well, I'm going to see if Tom Brady puts another commercial out that he's retiring. Because he has. <laughs> yes, Tom Brady's. <laughs> yes, Tom Brady announced again that he's retiring. I think it's for real this time. Yeah. But here's the thing, Tom. You ruined your moment. Yeah. You had your moment last year to ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. We're never going to. You're nobody's going to be able to do what you did, erase the legacy that you had. But you went out poorly mm-hmm. to be the greatest quarterback of all time. You could have just went out last year, yep. rode off into the sunset, take your sixty million dollar a year broadcasting job at Fox mm-hmm. and then keep move, you wife keep you wife yep. your kids and now you have no wife oh, well she's getting friendly with him so maybe that was what really pushed this decision to what? come forward what do you mean she's getting friendly with him well I think she supported him when he announced yes. that he was retiring I think she was supportive of it well maybe there's a chance for a reconciliation well maybe but Tom Brady is back is that news not necessarily it is a big deal for the sport, but I'm telling you, nobody's talking about it because he kind of used his retirement speech up last year. Yeah, he cried wolf last year. Yes. So no, we no. don't believe him this time. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still have lots more Off the Cuff with Adam Banks coming at you live after these words. We will be right back. Fortune teller, can you see what my future's going to be? Can you see? In your crystal ball, have you got a dream for me? Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. One of the better known names among the late night personalities is not someone you might be thinking I'm going to say. I'm not talking about Jay Leno, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien, even Johnny Carson. I'm talking about Miss Cleo. Amber, are you familiar with the old fortune teller, Miss Cleo? She was the fortune teller that came on late at night. She had those advertising ads wanting you to call her. Call me now. Yes, for a free fortune. Yep. And she was a part of the Psychic Readers Network, 
and she was kind of the face. Oh, absolutely. Of the, of the entire industry, and they put her on commercials, mm-hmm. and they had her sell the Reader Psychic Network to viewers. Call the number below, and that means you'll get a hold of Miss Cleo for her to tell you your future. Your future. Now, whether or not you got a hold of Miss Cleo or not, that was another thing. <laughs> but that's the way they made it sound. Uh-huh. Yes, you got to love the Miss Cleo commercials. Who mm. asked you to go out of town? The stupid young one or the married one? The married one. That's what we thought. Don't go. You hear me? Hmm. And you know what? You're not listening to me because I see you going. <laughs> I see you going. I'm just telling you. I'm trying to help you to avoid the heartache. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Call 1-800-355-3765. And that's all it took. Oh, yeah. And how many people, just from that advertisement, picked up the phone and called Miss Cleo? We already know. How many phone bills were outrageous back in the day? How many kids got grounded because they were calling? Here's another commercial. Don't you really want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. (laughs) First of all, let's stop it there for just a second. Don't you love that people will really... Like, hey, that's what they advertise. Call me and and we'll tell you anything you want to know. Well, this woman wanted to know who the father of her baby was. This wrong show. Call Maury. (laughs) I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Okay. Um, and he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. Yes, he did. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. <laughs> okay. But you knew that. I wasn't sure. I don't know how. The baby looks just like him. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. Oh and hear God. her talking out of her hind end. <laughs> Dogging that baby out, saying it yes. looks like his daddy. She, and that caller is on there just agreeing with everything. Uh-huh. And I You're just, right. I like how she says bare minimum things that could be true for anybody. Oh, like he's unpleasant. Oh, the unpleasant one that you've been messing with is the father of your yeah. kid. Well, what? Chances are everybody's messing with somebody unpleasant. Everybody's messed with somebody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she tried to get real specific with the chin, though, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did. She puts things in people's head to make you think, well, Maybe she does know what yeah. she's talking about. But you got to love, you got to love Miss Cleo. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call 1-800-980-8637. And see, Miss Cleo, she was a character who was more of a tool than a beneficiary for this company. Oh, they yes. they used her as the face, as the spoke as the spokesman to make money. Uh-huh. There has recently been a documentary released mm-hmm. on HBO Max. And that's the whole reason I bring it up. It's called Call Me Miss Cleo. And the documentary is about the life, legacy, and career of Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo was on your television set in the nineties, in the early two thousands. She was on late at night with all the other infomercials. She is the one that you've seen asking you to call in to tell you 
to to just see what your future is. I think that's a brilliant business marketing plan for <laughs> uh, for a company because who doesn't want a little insight? Who oh, doesn't? Everybody does. Anybody sometimes will throw their last dollar away just to get a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. I would be lying to you. If I said I have never went to a fortune teller. Yeah. Amber, let me ask you uh-huh. and be honest. Have you ever been to a fortune teller? You know I have you went with me. Did, <laughs> did you have a did you have a good experience? <laughs> you know I did not. <laughs> you know I did. She told me I was cursed. <laughs> and, and and then what did she want? She wanted my coach purse in payment. <laughs> if you give me your coach purse and five hundred dollars, I will get rid of the curse now. No, it, it was just the coach purse. She just wanted my purse. <laughs> to get rid of the curse. <laughs> a viewer back in the day could call for free for three minutes. You could call Miss Cleo for three minutes. After that, it was $4.99 per minute. Now, in today's inflation, that would be around the same price as $9 and some change. Well, and you were never getting on in the first three minutes. Per minute? Yeah. Now, per minute. Well, no, here's the thing. They can reel you in. Oh, my gosh. Within, you got to do intake. Within three minutes. Yeah. Yes. What's your name? When you they, date of birth. They'll really start giving you the real stuff about your life around the two-minute 50-second mark. Oh, absolutely. So you'll hang on. Uh-huh. And then five, six, seven minutes passed. Uh-huh. Uh, and you got a $100 bill. You've got a $100 bill, and that's one phone call. Uh-huh. And what would happen is PRN, the Psycher Readers Network, benefited by taking like 90% of the money. Uh-huh. So people like Miss Cleo, who you would think is this rich millionaire fortune teller, actually had no money. Had nothing. She didn't have anything. She was just a regular employee that they used to do all their marketing. She fit She fit the character that they wanted her to. One thing that I found extremely interesting on this documentary is that her accent was fake. A very. <laughs> she was not from Jamaica. No, not at all. She was from California. Uh-huh. And they, she used this. She created the Miss Cleo character. Mm-hmm. It was like a wrestler. Uh, well. <laughs> it's all it was. It was a personality. She created it to just... To, to help her sales out. And she became larger than life. She really built up this company. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't her company. She just worked for them, and they reaped all of the benefits. Mm-hmm. She managed to find a place where her very specific talents could make her a star. Yeah. And she did become a star. Her uh, real name was, it says here that her real name was Harris. Harris. What was her first name? I don't know. It says Harris married at the age of 19 and gave birth to a daughter and divorced at the age of 21. She had a second daughter while in her late 20s. In 2006, she came out as a lesbian. Harris developed colorectal cancer. Oh, colorectal. Colorectal cancer. Cancer. Yep. Which metastasized. She died under hospice care in Palm Beach, Florida on July 26, 2016 at the age of 53. Mm. Very sad. I didn't know she died. I didn't either. I didn't even know that Miss Cleo passed away, but she did. And that's very sad. I guess after the Psychic Readers Network became more of a a fraud and Mm -hmm. was more exposed throughout the years, it went out of business and Miss Cleo just was kind of out of a job. She was, and that wasn't her company, so it wasn't like she got to reap any of those benefits either. And I think a lot of the times when people called that number that Miss Cleo gave out, they were wanting to talk to her specifically to her and you hardly it was 
a very rare chance you were getting hurt. Oh, you had to be filming a commercial. Yes. Yeah. I, do you think she actually took calls, or do you think it was... Do you think that those calls on the commercials were fake, or she was doing it for the commercials? I mean, I would probably venture and say she was doing it for the commercials, because, I mean, come on. Yes. Well, Amber, it made me start thinking of fortune tellers in general. Yeah. Now, I love a good fortune teller. Oh, me too. I would love a fortune teller to come on the air and Uh give my fortune on the radio. Yeah. But, Amber... Do I think there's something to it? Sure I do. Mm -hmm. Sure I do. It's magic. Yes. Do you believe in magic, you ask? Sure I do. Now, is magic a part of a a good spirit? I don't know about that. Is it a part of a bad spirit? I don't think it's really, really, really good because I don't think we're really supposed to know a lot of the stuff in the future. I don't think we're meant to, so I don't think it can come from a good place. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't. Stop the curiosity from still flowing. No. I would still love to have someone come in and and give my fortune. But it made me start thinking of the fortune tellers in the past, Amber, that have made a name for themselves, but later got exposed. Yeah. So do you remember the Montel Williams show? Yes. A great show. It was a part of the... Daytime lineup where there was Ricky Lake, Sally Jesse Raphael. Epic lineup. Epic lineup. Well, Montel, one of the interesting things I loved about the Montel Williams show is that he used to bring on fortune tellers. And he would have fortune tellers try to look at the audience and yeah. tell their fortune. Okay. So do you remember a one specific fortune teller he always had on? Her name was Sylvia Brown. Sylvia! Do you remember her? I do remember Sylvia Brown. She was so full of crap. Full of so it. full, So full of crap. And I just have a few audio clips to play of Sylvia Brown being full of crap. Take a listen. I lost my boyfriend tragically um, a few years ago. They never found him. And I've had such a hard time since, every day. The reason why you didn't find him is because he's in water. And to find him in water, it's like the girl is missing in Aruba. You can't find somebody. Well, it was September 11th. <laughs> there was no, he was a fireman, but there's well, no... no, see, I keep seeing him in water. <laughs> Is there any way he could have drowned in water some way? They never found a piece of him. <coughs> Nothing. From 9-11. Because he, he says he couldn't breathe and he was filled with water. She's sticking to this water story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if they were trying to put the fire out, Montel. They could have, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> no, they won't find him. But, honey, that's okay because it doesn't matter if they find him or not. He's still over there. I've been in business for <laughs> He's in water. He's in water. He's in the water. No, he died. He died in 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 9/11. He was a fireman. Well, maybe he was trying to put the fire out. Yeah, he drowned in the fire. With a water hose, Sylvia. Well, come on. He's in water. Here is another fortune teller getting exposed. I love this particular story because this was done by Inside Edition. A reporter found this fortune teller who claimed, and she charged a lot of money, she would go and help police cases out, court cases out. She claimed that she would be able to tell families whether or not their missing child was dead or alive. That's the first thing she could tell you, if that person was dead or alive. And then she would also claim that she could help you find that person, Mm -hmm. track you to that person. Well, what I love about this particular 
exposure here of this psychic is Inside Edition went undercover and the reporter found a picture of herself when she was a little girl. Yeah. And she showed the fortune teller this picture and the fortune teller said, oh yeah, she's dead. Yeah. She's dead. She she was brutally beaten. It was a horrible death. And the Inside Edition lady calls her out. Yeah. Lori, I'm going to show you something. Okay. Okay. Yes. Does this girl look familiar to you? Yes, she does. I worked this case. This is a girl who you said was beaten and killed. Okay. This little girl is me. And you told somebody that she's dead. Wait a minute. You didn't disappear? I'm right here. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? How do you explain being completely wrong? I can't explain it. I can't explain it. You're charging them hundreds of dollars. You know what, dear? Hundreds of dollars. You're taking advantage of desperate people with a bunch of hocus pocus, aren't you? No, I'm not. I think we'll go. Thank you. I love it. I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you disappear? No, I'm right here. I'm right here. This one's got to be one of my favorite. This one comes from a man named James Van Peral. Yeah. And James Van Peral used to go on many different talk shows, and he used to speak to the audience. And I love this particular clip because he didn't get not a single thing right about any (laughs) audience member. Take a listen. Okay, sweetheart. Great. I'd like to start with this lady right here who's sitting right in the first row. Um, I have a mother figure very strong coming around you, okay? And uh, with the name of either Mary, Margaret, do you understand the name? Margaret Mary. Margaret Mary. Okay, Margaret Mary. And um, i got to tell you that I feel before she passes over, though, there's a lot of um, uh, hard time to walk or hard time to get up and get things going. Do you understand that? And I feel some arthritis, by the way. There's a lot of arthritis and there's a bone problem. There's also something with the back. So I don't know if she sees to sit and have a pillow with the back of her. No. Or is that you? No. No? That doesn't make sense to you? Okay. And what about trouble with legs? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, uh, who has trouble with the legs now? Well, my father's had two hip replacements. Two hip replacements. He cannot walk as well as he used to. He's reaching. Oh, no, he walks very well. Okay, okay. Um, right. Was your mother buried? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she's talking about being buried in about an awake, or a funeral, rather. And um, she knows about it. She was very surprised by it all. And who's Kathy? Or Kathy? Is there Catherine or Kathy? Kathy, Catherine, and Kathy. I also know who's she Catholic, but there's someone who's Catholic background. And yeah, we um, all are. You all are, okay. Yeah. So there was a mass said for instance, thank you for a mass that was said, and there are prayer cards that are said. There's a picture of Mother Mary somewhere around. Picture of Mother Mary, would you know about this? Do you know about this? Picture well, of Mother all Mary. Catholics have Mother Mary around somewhere. Good, okay, house. well, I don't. You know. <laughs> but of course, that was years ago. Let's do guess So I want to talk about something else with you, though. Music, music, music. I don't know why about music. Did you not do music? Were you going to do music when you were young? and you stopped doing music? No. Okay, you never wanted to play the piano? No. Okay, who was that one to play the piano? Or music? Don't know. Don't know, no okay. No, my family's okay. musical. Um, I want to talk about this lady here. Your, father, your husband's passed over? Or your father's passed over, rather? Father's. Father passed over. I don't know if he liked cars. There's no thing about cars. But there's something about cars with him. I mean, he told me about this, okay? I don't know if he just recently got a car. Or there was talk about <laughs> He moved on to somebody else, and she's shaking her head, no, no, <laughs> he don't like cars. And he went on to every single person, and everything he would say, they're like, no, yeah. no, I don't think so. Your father can't walk real good. He walks just fine. But I like what he does. He finds 
one woman in the audience, and she's like, she's like talking to him, and he was like, I see smoke. I see. Are you a smoker? Yeah. Oh no. You know she's a smoker. He reading the room. But it made me start thinking of all of these fortune tellers that just were full of crap. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that all of you guys are. Absolutely not. No. And that's why I am. I'm challenging a real fortune teller to hit me up and tell my fortune. Tell my future live on the air. I would love to hear it. That would literally be the best day at work for me. And I think it would be good radio. I think it would be great. But you gotta go, you got to love a good fortune teller. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Wheezy F. Baby will be performing at Rupp Arena on Sunday, April the 30th. Little Wayne is coming to Lexington. Tickets for the show will go on sale at 10 a.m. on Friday, which is tomorrow. It will be on his website at LilWayneOfficial.com. Amber, how about a Lil Wayne concert in April? Hey, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Top three Lil Wayne songs. Go. Oh my gosh. Uh, Lollipop, uh, obviously Stunting Like My Daddy, and uh, what is the other one? Hello. Kimasabi, Ballin' is my hobby. I love Lil Wayne, but hear me out. Yeah. I like Lil Wayne the most when he is a collaborator. Yeah, absolutely. Versus than just a solo artist. Oh my gosh, he was originally in Juvenile, and his part in Back That. AZZ up yeah. is one of my favorites. Like yeah. that right there. That verse is what gets me going back to that song. Yes. Yeah. When when he pops in, any song he's on as a collaborator, it's always the best part. Yes. He always owns the song. I'm a Lil Wayne fan. This might be a set of tickets I have to pick up. Oh, please. It is February the 2nd, as we talked about at the top of the hour. Another month, ladies and gentlemen. And since... The month of June, Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, has been giving the audience monthly facts about that particular month. Amber, are you interested in hearing some February facts? You already know. February comes from the Latin word februa, which means to cleanse. The month was named after the Roman februlia, which was a month-long festival of purification and atonement that took place this time of year. That sounds scary. This is the month of cleanse. (laughs) That sounds terrifying. February is the only month to have a length of fewer than 30 days. It's usually 28, but sometimes there is 29 days because of leap year. I always felt sorry for people that were born on leap year. Yeah. Because they only had a birthday every four years. Well, it was like, were you really even born? So how old are yeah. yeah. So how long do they do they change age every four years or is it still every year? Nah, I, I ain't got a clue. And do they celebrate their birthday on the twenty eighth or yeah. the first? Well, I don't know. We'd have to ask somebody. I would. I would like to know. We need to talk to somebody born yeah. on leap day. Call in to the show if you have a birthday on <laughs> February the 29th. But the next leap year will take place in 2024, which is just next year. January and February were the two last months to be added to the Roman calendar. Originally, winter was considered a month less period. Originally, February was made the last month of the calendar year. 
Eventually, in 450 B.C., February was moved to its place as the second month. So here are a few days, big important days happening in February. Today, obviously, is Groundhog's Day. February 12th is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. February 14th is Valentine's Day. February 15th is Susan B. Anthony's birthday. February 15th is also National Flag of Canada Day. Oh. February 20th is President's Day, a federal holiday, uh, which is also known as George Washington's birthday. So they call George Washington's birthday President's Day. Well, look at him. February 21st is Mardi Gras, a.k.a. Fat Tuesday or Shrove Tuesday, which is the final feasting day before the Christian tradition of Lent begins on the following day, Ash Day. Mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday is February 22nd. Uh, which marks the start of Lent. Are you giving up anything for Lent this year? Well, I'm not Catholic. February 27th is Clean Monday, also called Pure Monday. This day marks the beginning of Great Lent for followers of the Eastern Orthodox Christian Church. This day is similar to Ash Wednesday of the Western Church. Also in February, it is African American History Month. And here on Off the Cuff, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We have never really sat down and celebrated uh, Black History Month. Yeah. Well, that's going to change this year, Amber, because starting today and the rest of February, we will take a black figure and talk about them. Okay. And we'll talk about the great things that they have done and contributed to society. So that will be happening all month. So also in February, if you want to have some gardening tips, here's Mm -hmm. a few gardening tips. You can start onion seeds now. Mm -hmm. You can start your onion seeds now. You can start parsleys indoors now. Yep. Astrology. uh, The zodiac signs for February is Aquarius, January 20th, hey, hey, to February 19th. (laughs) And Pisces, February 20th to March 20th. Uh, The birth flower of February is the violet and the primrose. 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 The violet signifies watchfulness, loyalty, and faithfulness. And the primrose lets someone know that you can't live without them. Well. Where's mine? Where is who's my... Who's to give you one? You. Where's my, where's my primrose <laughs> Your prim- flower? I'll get you a primrose. I ain't going to give you no primrose, though. You'll get me one as soon as I learn the name. Exactly. As soon as I learn how to say it. Uh, the February birthstone uh, is, a like the violet, February's birthstone is a purple color. It's the beautiful... <laughs> say it for me. Let me see. Amethyst. 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 It's the beautiful (laughs) amethyst, ladies and gentlemen. So much February facts there for you. And those are things happening in February. It's a... Not one of my favorite months. Nah. Actually, out of all of the months, I'm yeah. going to put February as my least favorite. Well, you know, that day after Valentine's Day, though, when all the candy is on sale, that is a good day. That should be a holiday. Right. That day. Right. February 15th. Yes. And I forgot Valentine's Day is in February. I mean, we ain't grade school no more. Like, I feel like Valentine's Day was big back then. It was always bad when yeah. you were single during grade school oh, well, or high my, school. That's why my granny always sent me something. <laughs> Who's single? Probably still me, but I got something. Hey, nobody knew it, though. Nobody knew. Everybody thought you had a secret admirer. (laughs) Yeah, it was my grandmother. And here I was, the loser, (laughs) getting no balloons, teddy bears. Because 
people, even back when we were in school, there was girls sending guys stuff. I guess. I never got anything. Well, you went to file a complaint. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take Off the Cuff's Song of the Week break. Enjoy a little I'm Good by David Guada. We'll be back after the song. Here at Off the Cuff, since it is Black History Month, what I would like to do going forward for the rest of the month is take an African American who has made great contributions to society and talk about them. And I felt like it being the first show of Black History Month, it would be... I thought this person would be a really good person to start out with. Why not start out with Rosa Parks? Absolutely. A figure that we learned about in elementary school. She stood up for civil rights by sitting down, Amber. Mm -hmm. She stood up for civil rights by sitting down. On December 1st, 1955, she refused to move to the back of a city bus. Little did the 42-year-old know that her act would help end segregation laws in the South. Yes. Stand for something or you will fall for anything. Today's mighty oak is yesterday's nut that held its ground. Rosa Parks' actions would go on to trigger a 381-day boycott of the bus systems by black Americans that was organized by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was only 26 years old at the time. The boycott led to a Supreme Court death to a, a Supreme Court ruling that desegregated public transportation in Montgomery. But it wasn't until the 1964 Civil Rights Act that all public accommodations nationwide were desegregated. And ladies and gentlemen, why not hear from the horse's mouth itself, Miss Rosa Parks? So you did not get up? No, I did Do you didn't. know why? Yes, because why? I didn't think I should have to get up. I had already paid my fare, and I'm sure he didn't pay any more than I did. And I didn't think that once we take a seat, even in uh, under segregation uh, conditions, that we should be made to stand up in, in a crowded bus. Are you bitter over it? No, I'm not. Why not at this time. Well, in fact, doing the have a uh, Protest in Montgomery, we did have some white people who joined with you. Joined with us, and they suffered a great deal. And I felt that it was, in fact, Dr. Martin Luther King used to say himself that it was not a black and white issue, but it was right and wrong. Right, absolutely. Let's stop it there. I love that. It's not a black and white issue. It's a right or wrong issue. Absolutely. That was wrong, folks. Well, and that was a man. What kind of man walks up to any type of woman and says, get up out of your seat? It's wrong to segregate. Yeah. And that's what, that's all Dr. King was saying. It's not a black or white issue. No. It's a right or wrong. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? This segregation is wrong. Mm -hmm. And what Rosa Parks did on that day, on that day, really did help end segregation in the South. Oh, she did it gracefully. Yes. I'm not I'm not getting up. And that's all she did. Mm -hmm. She didn't go and break windows no, and, and, and bust out uh, department store windows trying to make a statement. Didn't have to. To stand up, all she did was sit down. Mm -hmm. 
So Rosa Parks, ladies and gentlemen, is the first figure that we will talk about on Black History Month. We still have one more segment to go, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Off the Cup with Adam Banks. So stick with us. We will be right back. We were Jesus, Sammy, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stops, baby, little map dots, New York to L.A. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. Lil Wayne is not the only artist coming to Rupp Arena. Kenny Chesney will also be here at Rupp Arena April 25th, 2023. He will be touring with Kelsia Bellarini. Kenny Chesney is doing the I Go Back Tour. So he'll be making a Rupp Arena stop. I like Kenny Chesney. Nah. I mean, I, I, I don't know him personally, so I don't not like him. As I far just, as a personal like level, no. But I want to hear a funny story. Yeah. I actually partied with Kenny Chesney's band oh one time. Oh, my god! I did. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I can say about that. <laughs> Let's just say I ain't jumping in line to buy these tickets. Now, I do like Kenny Chesney. I, I know probably 15 of his songs. Yeah. I I like that he's... I like his style. Yeah. It's not new country. It's not old, old country. It's just kind of his own thing. Yeah. I do like Kenny Chesney. Well, you gonna go? Maybe. I mean, it's in Lexington. It's not like I have to go out of town, get an Airbnb, and risk my life. Yeah. Have you ever stayed in an Airbnb before? I have, actually. Did you have a good experience with one of those? Now, look, I know that I am, uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that's going to say what I'm going to say. I did. You you did? I did actually have, have a good time. I did. Clean? It was very clean. Now, the only thing I didn't like about it, uh, it was when I went to Salem. So we were staying kind of in between Salem and Boston. It was an old house, had multiple floors. So there were all kinds of people staying there. There were multiple people now, staying now there. Now, that would scare me. It scared me to death. That part did. Yes, that would scare me. See, I, I kind of have mixed emotions when it comes to Airbnbs. I do like the idea of yeah. it. I like the idea of staying somewhere that's not a hotel. I like the idea of staying somewhere where it's easy access mm-hmm. versus staying at a hotel because yeah. you've got to go up the elevator, especially at a beach yeah. where you're waiting for 45 minutes on an elevator to go to the beach. At Airbnb, you just walk in the front door, walk out. So I like the idea but the dangers of Airbnb, there's so there's so many of them uh-huh. that people don't even think about. And one of the things that you mentioned scares me to death. What if you get an Airbnb where you are staying with other people? You don't know who these people are. No. You are not required to get a background check to stay in an Absolutely Airbnb. Not. You could be staying with a murderer. Exactly. You could be staying with a child molester. Yep. You could be staying with a pedophile. Uh-huh. You could be staying with a rapist. Yep. You have no idea who you are sharing your Airbnb with. Ooh. Could be a thief. Yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to live uh, with a thief for two days? Why, wow, they wouldn't want to break in on me. So your personal safety, it is, at, it is at risk. I start thinking also, Amber, about the owners of this Airbnb. Oh. You don't know what they have done before you have gotten there. You don't know if they have hidden a camera. Oh, 
What if they have hidden a camera in a spot? You would never find it because they've got all the time in the world to find the perfect little hiding spot for a camera. Look, I'm going to tell you, if you ever record someone without their knowledge, you are a disgusting human being. Like, point blank, you're disgusting. But it happens so much in Airbnbs. They'll put them in electrical sockets. Yes. Lights. Yes. Uh, they'll put them, like, you know, in drawers, showers. Yes. Yeah. In the bathroom, which is the worst place disgusting. to put it. Who wants to watch somebody use the bathroom? Somebody disgusting. But they put them in there because they know that's the one place you're going to get naked. Exactly. Because you got a shower. Well, if you gotta, if you got to get me in a bathroom to get me naked, then you probably don't need to be looking at me. Yes. And and you, you have to think about hotels are a lot more secure. There's a reason why they have electronic keys. They have Elevator mm-hmm. accesses, they have security cameras. Security. Security, yep. 24 hours. Airbnb, you don't got none of that. No, you got a little lock between you and other people there. Yes. Also, I think about staying in Airbnbs. Let's say you go to New York. Mm-hmm. New York, it's a. Just let's not even go that extreme. Let's just say you go to a city where there's a lot of buildings. Yeah. And it, there's a fire that breaks out. Mm-hmm. By law, hotels are required to ha- go through fire marshals. Yeah, you got to have drills, got, escape gotta have drills, plans. Escape plans. It's supposed to be, there's supposed to be a way out mm-hmm. in case the building ever catches on fire. There is no such thing as a fire code required for Airbnbs. Yeah. They don't have to follow any fire code. So if you are in a tall building at an Airbnb yeah. and a fire breaks out and you're like, oh, I'll just go down the safety ladder. Yeah. Well, you might look outside and there's no safety ladder. Yeah. Ooh. Then what are you going to do? Just burn up? Well... So you could be really in danger in a, in a fire. I mean, it, you could get sick staying in those things. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things that come with it because, again, you are sleeping like wall to wall with people you don't know in a house that is owned by people you don't know. It's just a lot of uncertainty. And what we know what happens when you surround yourself with uncertainty, usually bad things. Airbnbs are prone for more break-ins. Yes. A lot of people will shy away from breaking into a hotel room. You don't really hear about many hotel rooms getting broken into. No. There's too much security. It's too easy to get busted. Busted big time. Cameras everywhere. Airbnb, it's easy Uh to just break in. Mm -hmm. When Kim Kardashian was in Paris and she got uh, held up in Paris, she was in an Airbnb. Mm. It was not a, a hotel. Yeah. So there was no security. Ooh. So Airbnbs, folks, it don't matter how rich you are. Mm-mm. You're staying in somebody else's home, pretty much. Well, now, look, I like that Verbo. You know, that's Airbnb's competition. Yes. Their whole thing now is whole house. So with Verbo, you get the whole house. Yes. But, I mean, it's still, you know, even if you do get the whole house, what about these other things? The cameras, the thefts, the security breaches, things like that. Yeah. They're just not safe. Yes. So I have mixed emotions. I'm not going to say I would never stay in one. But it does make you think. It's like it's like Uber. We just think it's safe because it's a common thing that people do. And I've said this before. Uber is nothing more than modern-day hitchhiking. Absolutely. You're getting in the car with somebody you don't know, and as an Uber driver, you're picking up people you don't know. Exactly. And what if people been telling you your whole life, don't pick up a hitchhiker. Don't ride with strangers. Don't ride with strangers. Don't pick up strangers. And now we created a business where that's exactly what we're doing. Uh-huh. And we've already seen that it does not protect the people. You know, look at that girl what down in Mississippi, you know, got into the wrong car thinking it was her Uber. And next thing you know, she's dead. 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 Ain't that something? Oh, it's... We, we live in a scary world now. 
And, you know, as much as we advance, we still have to remember that, you know, the more advancements we make, the, the more demented people are getting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another episode of Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. If you like what you heard today, you'll probably like our previous episodes, so you can subscribe to us on podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever major podcasts can be streamed. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host on social media at Ambu447. We release new episodes every Thursday right here on WLXU. 93.9 from 4 to 5 which means we will be back next week same time same place ladies and gentlemen that is Ember Turner I'm Adam Banks and this is Off the Cuff we'll catch you down the road <laughs>